One of my very favorite films is the 1992 picture, A River Runs Through It, directed by Robert Redford. It tells a story of two brothers growing up in 1920s Montana, being raised by their stoic mother and stern father, a Presbyterian minister, who teaches the boys about life, God, and fly fishing. I'll tell you about one particularly memorable scene coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for joining in to encourage and inspire one another in this hour of spiritual direction. I'm Patrick Conley. If you haven't seen the movie A River Runs Through It, I would highly recommend it with parental guidance, of course, for younger viewers. As a fascinating picture of two brothers coming of age learning about life, love, and yeah, about God, centered around the subtle nuances of what makes for a good fly fisherman. An example of what I mean comes early in the pick when the two boys are young and out on the riverbank with their father, who's taking a walk between Sunday services. He leads the boys boys down to the river's edge for a life lesson. Long ago, he says to his boys, rain fell on mud and became rock. Half a billion years ago. But even before that, Beneath the rocks are the words of God. Listen. At that, the boys crouch out over the water from the bank, straining their ears. And then an adult voice comes on. Norman, one of the boys reflecting on this teaching now as an adult, says, And if Paul and I listened very carefully all our lives, we might hear those words. Listening for and listening to the voice of God, like those two young boys straining out over the water, the follower of Christ ought often to listen for the very words of God. And where and when they come might be somewhat of a surprise at times. We're going to reflect on that, listening to the voice of God today on the show, and hopefully get some great ideas about how to better hear and heed God's voice in our lives. Our spiritual director today is Father Bobby Blood. Father Blood is a priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, and he serves as a spiritual director and vice principal at St. Edward High School in Elgin. Good to be with you, Father. Have you seen this movie? I have not. I guess I know what I'm doing this afternoon. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I, I just find it so intriguing, artfully done on a number of levels, so uh, I highly recommend it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listening for the voice of God, I thought, well, when I was thinking about this as a topic, I'm just thinking, well, this is the scene that keeps popping up, so I thought I'd share it with those who, uh, especially who have seen the movie, I thought it would connect. But uh, those who hadn't, I hope it inspires you to, to watch it. Absolutely. Well, happy summer. Yeah. It's great to be with you, Patrick. Great to be with you, too. Yeah, welcome back. I'm coming to us from the Lincolnshire studios of Relevant Radio there, as always, which is great. Um, and as I'm listening to your voice, Father, um, I guess I'll start off by asking, what does it mean? I mean, I, what does it mean to listen to or listen for God's voice? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important for us to, to sort of put things in context uh, in, the, in the very beginning this morning. Um, oftentimes when we talk about listening to the voice of God, we might sort of to pigeonhole it or, or just point to um, discernment of, of vocation or, or even discernment in, in, in making big choices. Um, I'm a vocation, one of the associate vocation directors for the diocese, and I, I work with young people. And, and so that's usually where we go. But, it, but I think sometimes in those moments we find ourselves anxious and we also have a shot clock on God. And I think mm. when we talk about listening to the voice of God, it's really entering into a perpetual dialogue with the God who loves us, realizing that 
He's calling us to prayer. He's calling us to communion. And yes, sometimes that means moments of guidance or discernment, but also sometimes it just means that I'm going to sit with someone who wants to console me or someone who wants to call me on to more. And, and, and in all reality, God is the first one who prays, right? He's the one calling us into those moments of connection, and it's our call to respond uh, to that voice. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you starting us off with that, Father, because even as you're speaking, I'm thinking about like exchanging text messages with my wife or something. Now, there'll be times, especially if I'm out and about and she's at home, you know, she might say, hey, could you pick up this, 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 and this, and this on your way home, right? So there are times when there's it's directive, um, but at the same time, it's uh, it's also there's so many times when it's something that's more affectionate or it's something just, hey, here's something that happened to me today and 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 that sort of thing. So, I mean, just like we would with a, a, an intimate relationship in our own lives, we have a multiple of different types of, uh, of content in the things that we're listening for and listening to. Absolutely. And and what's beautiful about it is. Even if for a time it feels like, man, I haven't heard the voice of God in some time. It feels like the Lord is very quiet. Yeah, He's giving us today, right? Even turning on Relevant Radio today and realizing this is the topic, this could be God's invitation to you to say, hey, I need to take a breather today. I need to re-engage with what's going on in my own heart and ask the Lord what it is that um, he wants to speak to me. Yeah. What about, uh, I always like to, you know, turn the attention back to Jesus and specifically, obviously, the, um, the example that he sets for all of us as we are followers of him. What does Jesus himself, what does he teach us about listening to the Father? I think one of the most important lessons he teaches us is consistency, and that's across the board with the life of Jesus. Uh, but we see how often he went away to be with the Father. He had a lot of work to do. He had a lot to kind of cover in three years, and yet he realized the importance of, of communing with him, even right going out in the desert or the times he kind of stepped away at the mountain to just pray, to realize that life is beautiful and good and, and we should fully enter into all that the world has for us. Um, but also we need to check in and realize that uh, if God wills my good, if he wants me to live a life that's full, he should be a part of that. And so uh, that's part of it. But also I think he, he teaches us honesty right at the end, right? Um, into your hands, Father, God, come in my spirit or, or, yeah. or let this cup pass, right? Recognizing that uh, suffering is a real experience and being able to share that with the Lord and say, okay, Father, um, I want to share even the heavy with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, just to, to facilitate and further the conversation, I think is a, is such a gift and, there's many things we need to get into, but uh, for now, let me just uh, remind people that our spiritual director today is Father Bobby Blood of the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, at there at St. Edward High School in Elgin. And uh, we are talking about listening to and listening for God's voice in our lives, responding well to that voice, and to to enter into this uh, conversation of intimacy that our Lord invites us into. And I think that's where I want to go next, Father, is just thinking about that, you know, again, the the scene from the movie that I used at the beginning of these two boys stretching out, you know, over the waters to hear the words of God. But, uh, and it's sometimes many, maybe many times it feels like that in our own attempts at hearing the voice of God in our lives. But I think it behooves us, right, to remember that God is always calling out to us and that he is always the first mover. He always takes initiative with us. So what does that mean for hearing his voice? Yeah, we, we were created by him and in his image and likeness. And uh, with that, our heart is ordered towards him. 
So we can even think of the people in our life who may be far from the Lord or, or maybe even feel like they've never met him. Um, their heart still is crying out uh, to be united with the Father. And so even by the way we were created, we're sort of presupposed to predisposed to this relationship with him. And so whether that's, oh, um, there's some sign that, that came up in my life and, and I don't have deep faith, so I, I don't have moments of intimacy in prayer, but God is still reaching out. He's still saying, well, I, I want to connect with you. I want you to, to know consolation. I want you to know peace. I want you to know a life that is more. Um, and so even those who, who are away from the fold uh, still point back to uh, the truth of somebody who, who wants to be in relationship. And I think of the prodigal son, right? That the father is just waiting for his son to return. And in those moments, uh, to just run to him, recognizing that no matter our shame, our frustration, our distance, he's still there and he he's still the one who wants to engage with us. Yeah. Yeah, it's great reminders too, and it can be it can be a real uh, real boost when we think about okay in this conversation with God that there's a that there's a, a give and take, but it's not like God is just uh, waiting for us to get our act together or act straightened out right in, in order to engage us in conversation, but He's constantly leading out after us again. Our spiritual director, Daddy Father Bobby Blood, and we are talking about listening to God's voice. Do you have a specific way that you listen to God's voice? Are there moments when you have heard His voice? And what did you experience uh, when that happened? What was your response? Do you have tips on how others should be attentive to the voice of God in their lives? Give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Our email address, if you'd prefer to send us an email, is relevantradio.com. Father, let's jump back into the Old Testament here for a moment. And uh, we oftentimes see painted there for us these portrayals of some of the, the you know founders of the faith communicating with God face to face or directly you know having conversations where there's this give and take this uh, as you read the words anyway it seems audible voice between say Abraham and God Moses and God Job and God yet uh, many of us don't feel like we have that kind of a relationship with the Lord and do you have any ideas as to why that would be the case? Yeah, I, I first point to the fact sometimes that can cause resentment. When we look at people scripturally or even maybe people in our life who, who might often say, well, I was speaking to the Lord and he said to me, yeah. and immediately red flags go up. Right, okay, yeah. uh, I, I don't really hear his voice that way. What's wrong with me, right? Why did Moses get this awesome thing? Why did this you know, old lady at mass get this special grace? Why am I left out in the rain? Right. Um, but I think in general— God is seeking that intimacy with all of us. Um, but in a particular way, looking at like a Moses or an Abraham or a Job, they had the gift of faith first, right? To realize they had this right relationship with God and they were moving towards his will. It was in those moments where they were accepting his will and his call for their life that they had these intimate moments, right? Mm-hmm. They let their feet start to move and God guided their steps. And so uh, we look to them as an example of, Let's radically run towards what we think is best, whatever we think is good, what our heart is sort of drawing us to. And then in that, the Lord has the space to say, okay, we're going to make a little shift here or make a little move here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also want to name that some some of those encounters in the scripture are allegorical in the sense of, did Moses see the father face to face? Well, probably not literally, right? God is spirit. Mm-hmm. right? But I think when we say face to face, it really describes to us, 
a sort of vulnerability or an intimacy, right? When you have a phone call with somebody, sometimes it's hard to know what they mean or even more a text message or an email. It's hard to know what's the context, what's the emotion behind it. But when you can look at the whites of somebody's eyes, you can really experience their intention. And I think that's part of, of the experience of Moses, being able to, in a deep way, almost have the rawness of God to know when he says, you need to take these 10 commandments down to the people to know the sort of feistiness in which God had and that this is a big deal and I want you to take this very seriously. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I think that's a call for all of us to, to, to really um, reflect on where where is it that the Lord's calling me to a life of virtue, to take steps forward and then uh, to, to breathe and take a pause in prayer and check in with the Father. Mm-hmm. Allow him to speak about whatever our experiences are, because then we have a context for, for what we're going to talk about um, rather than just, uh, I'm going to go to the chapel and leave it point blank and just wait for God to, to come from on high to, to say X, Y, and Z. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, so you're saying a little bit of motion in the spiritual life can be very helpful in this regard, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that's what we see with, with those who go before us. Mark puts the sign of faith. They moved. And there was yeah. a confidence movie, even Paul, right? Um, did he have all the particulars of what he needed to do after he was thrown off the horse? Not all the details, but he moved and he was ready to preach. And then from that, he had these experiences where God gave him clarity for different communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good point. I like that. Very good. Um, and But not to not to be a little bit of a thorn in the side here, but just to point out too, as you, you were saying, well, maybe we need to figure out where we're being invited to take steps forward in virtue. Um, but even that takes a, at least somewhat of an awareness of the voice of God in our lives, right? It does. I think sometimes that's the invitation of um, maybe different ways the, the Lord speaks to us. So I think we all want the sort of spiritual soft, intimate prayer with Jesus to know what it is that we're called to do. Yeah. But sometimes it looks like um, the, the scriptures tell us that we should love our enemy. So maybe we start there because that's the okay. voice of God. Or okay. um, in our parish, if, if Father says, hey, we really need volunteers here and here, and you have the time and ability, maybe that's the voice of God. And so it's not as warm, fuzzy as being up on the mountaintop with God, but it still could be his invitation. Right. And that could be the steps towards greater intimacy, which is what we really want. Okay. So fidelity to maybe more the externals in some ways or fosters or breeds fidelity in the internals, or at least the ability to enter into some of this internal conversation. Right. We've got 2,000 years of history of the faith. We have so many documents. We have, obviously, the, the scriptures are the most tangible. We have all these ways by which God has moved in the heart of the church. And so... Uh, all of that should be forming us. All of that should be feeding us. And, and sometimes it just looks like opening up a book yeah. or looking at a, a saint quote and just saying, okay, w- w- what does this mean? And then yeah. uh, making a move. All right. Well, so based on what Father was just saying, uh, let's ask if you're listening, then do you have a time in your life where maybe one of those things, a, a scripture passage, a uh, something in the magisterial do- documents of the church and the tradition of the church that you were reading. Maybe it was just something that Father said one day and it really clicked with you and said, yeah, I think I need to respond to this. If you see that as now, maybe looking back on it as how God had, was particularly speaking to you in your particular circumstance, give us a call. Let us know what that was, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Our email address again is innerlife at relevantradio.com. 
So maybe just uh, delineate. We've we've gotten into this somewhat, Father. So um, I definitely want to give it its due time. Is that um, we've talked about some of these things, but what are some of the different ways? Because I don't think we've covered them all just yet. About that we we know that God is speaking to us. What are some of the ways that we can can hear God's voice, as it were? Yeah, I think there's a certain invitation to to trust the process when it comes to hearing the voice of God. So we're never going to have certainty. I don't think um, we'll have varying degrees of confidence in a way that we're hearing the voice of God, but there's a, there's a hope or a trust that when we enter into dialogue with him, uh, if we think we've heard his voice and it's good and positive and sounds like him, then we, we keep taking the steps forward. So um, the heart of it is um, these moments of encounter with him where we hear the sort of whispers in our heart, and sometimes it can sound like us, um, but it's him where he's saying, "Hey, I want you to, I want you to affirm that person in front of you. I want you to to reflect on a particular passage." This has been a, a big thing in my ministry is inviting people to sort of take a, a deep breath in prayer and say, "Just ask the Lord right now: Is there a particular scripture passage um, that He'd like us to go to?" Mm. And just take a pause. And, and and a lot of folks will say, "I don't really know. I don't really know." Just okay. There's no pressure. Let's just think for a second. Is there, is there one that came up? We know the scriptures. We go to mass. We we've heard it since we were small. Is there anything that that sort of comes up? Um, I even did it this morning on the drive over. I said, okay, Lord, is there any any scripture to sort of bring to the surface? As, as Patrick okay. and I talked today, yeah. Um, and and he provided um, John five, the story of um, the the uh, paralytic at the the pool of Bethesda, and he asks oh, yeah. him, mm-hmm. do, do you want to to be well? And so I was like, okay, Lord, what's the thing? So I'm like praying through it as I, I came on my way. And, and I think it was this, um, this big question of, do we want to hear the voice of God? Mm. Because he, he could ask us something difficult. He could call us on to more. He could say, no, do I really want to hear the voice of God? Or do I want him to affirm what I already think? And so for me, that's, that was the voice of God through the scripture. So that's a big one for me. Yeah. Um, but it, but it could be, um, even in uh, the liturgy, right? You, you notice oh, yeah. you notice right. something new in the mass, like, yep. um, wow, why does Father do that? You know, why why did why does he pour in a little water with the wine? That's, that's so interesting. And and if we notice it, if there's something in, in our in our heart and our psyche that draws our attention to it, my guess is God's speaking to you. He, he's asking you to to delve deeper in those moments. Mm-hmm. So scriptures, the liturgy, um, in, in the silence of our heart, um, but maybe even also through other people. Someone might um, ask you a question that that kind of stings the heart or okay. yep. uh, draws you in, or it could be somebody who affirms you on a day where you don't feel worthy of affirmation. Wow, that's a that's a good and consoling comment. Thank you, Lord, and, and giving him credit for even the smallest promptings or the smallest moments of communion uh, throughout our day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great start to our conversation today about listening to God's voice and how we might better hear and then respond to the voice of God in our lives with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood, priest of the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois. If you have specific ways that the Lord has spoken to you or that you are encouraged, that may, perhaps you're a, a director of sorts and you encourage others to listen for the voice of God in these particular ways, give us a call, 888-914-9149. Let us know what those are, 888-914-9149. We're going to have more of Listening to God's Voice with Father Bobby Blood right after this. Stay with us. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free 
at relevantradio.com slash quest. and the Relevant Radio app. Hey, if you are one of our podcast listeners through the Relevant Radio app, thanks for listening through the app. That's great. But if you happen to listen to us through another podcasting platform, could I ask you to do me a favor and to like, to follow, or subscribe? And also, if you've got the time, to leave us a five-star review because all that will help other people who want to grow in their spiritual journey find the inner life. So thank you, and thank you for all that you do for us. We couldn't do it without you. Talking today about listening to God's voice with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood, the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, and he's laid out some great things, Father, for us so far, and where to be attentive to the voice of God. Um, sacramentally, too, I, I suppose that the sacrament of confession is a good place to listen for the voice of God as well. Absolutely. Uh, confession is one of the, the most um, intimate and powerful moments we have in the Christian life. It's an invitation to freedom. It's an invitation to lightness. Um, but I think in a, in a real and tangible way, it's also a moment where scales can fall from our eyes. We can be blinded by our sin and, and the heaviness. Um, our hands can be, be full of all of our baggage, and we can just set it all down. And the Lord can kind of hit the refresh button for us. And, and from that, we can find more clarity into who God is and who we are. And then have conversations, especially looking forward post-confession, right? After a good confession, we're totally clean. The sin is gone. Then we can ask the question, okay, where are we going? What is it that you uh, want to do with me, through me, in me? Uh, and then from that, we have a, a sensitive heart because it hasn't, uh, it's been freed from some of the hardness that I think we take on when we sin or, or find ourselves in the midst of temptation. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've had some powerful times in in hearing the the voice of God coming to me in in and through the sacrament of reconciliation and and through my time in the confessional and that sort of thing. So, and, and just to tie that back into the liturgies and such, Father. Now, confession, I suppose, stands a little bit differently. But when you're talking about hearing the voice of God, say through the scriptures and through the liturgies and that sort of thing, um, it could be taken. I'm mean, just hypothetically, theoretically speaking. It could be taken that, you know, these are ways that God speaks to all of his people. And I guess I just wanted to um, to hear from you that, well, yes, that may be true. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that he's speaking to us as individuals either, right? Yeah, I think there could could be various things at play, right? So the liturgy in and of itself is is proclaiming some some real truths that are universal, starting with universality, right? You go to any mass, um, the, the words are essentially the same. There's a, a certain level of right. um, c- communication from the Lord that this is a, a place of safety, um, that sacrifice is being offered, um, that Christ is um, truly being made present on the altar. All of these things are, are the activity of God, and I, I think universally are speaking things to us. And so we have that end where it's rejoicing in the truths that um, are feeding us. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the same breath, you could have an experience that's totally different than the person next to you. So all these universal truths are being received, but maybe you hear or think or experience something that's totally different. I, I remember growing up making comparisons with my family, you know, what was the homily about? We talk about it at dinner. Right? And, yeah. and each person might hear something totally different. And sometimes what somebody would bring up had nothing to do with what Father was talking about. I don't remember him saying that. And yet yeah. that's what they heard. And, and I think the Lord 
oftentimes uses those moments to speak to the hearts of his people because for some, that 45 minutes, that hour on Sunday is the only time they, they have to set aside to be with the Lord. And so mm-hmm. he takes full advantage in that moment to just draw them closer. Yeah, right. And it seems to me, Father, uh, that a good thing to kind of, uh, well, to be prepared to hear the voice of God in those types of settings, too. Because uh, let's face it, we can all be, we can all get into that mode. Um, I'm not, I'm not recommending it, of course, but I think it's, uh, it's pretty universally true that we can get in the mode. Yep, Sunday, Sunday's here. All right, here we go. Off to mass. Yep, it's what we do. You know that sort of thing. It seems routine, but it can be, can it not, that our very expectations going into mass that yeah, I'm expecting to meet the Lord here. I'm expecting to hear from God during this holy sacrifice of the Mass, that can, too, incline our hearts to hear God's voice in those types of situations. Uh, so that and any other things that might be good for us to keep in mind as we head into a Sunday Mass? I think a big part of, of this experience of, of relationship with the Lord is a reminder of who we are and who God is. So mm-hmm. it can be easy to say that ah, I'm, I'm nobody, God's not going to speak to me, Right? There are people in my community who he does speak with, but that's not going to be me. And I, I would just say that's just a lie. Right? Yeah. You are a beloved son, a beloved daughter of the Father who he wants to speak with. That's just true. Um, so I would say part of it is, is starting maybe even with saying those truths out, out loud. God is the all-powerful creator of the world who infinitely loves, and I'm his chosen child. Um, so that's important. And then also taking a deep breath, right? Being able to to set down the heavy for a moment. So all the the little concerns, all of the little worries, to say, okay, Lord, I, I wanna I wanna talk to you about these things. I wanna handle these things, but first I just wanna be with you. So some sometimes that just looks like mm-hmm. taking a deep yeah. breath. Yeah. Um and, and maybe practically too, before heading into mass, um, to, to start with one or two things that you're grateful for. I think sometimes right. that trains our heart to again to again put ourselves in right relationship. Right? I've received good things. I had to receive them from somebody. And so now we've already started the dialogue. Right. And from that, the Lord has an open door in which he can kind of blow through. Yeah, okay. I like it. I like it. And I want to swing back around to that, Father. But uh, for now, let's take a phone call. Charlene's calling in from Phoenix, Arizona. Charlene, good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Um, I, I think a great way to hear God uh, is in an hour of adoration. Um, and in particular, a priest encouraged me to use 15 minutes of that adoration hour um, in complete silence, meaning, I mean, I know you have to be silent in adoration, but um, not doing a rosary, not doing a prayer book, um, and just sitting and being open to hear his word. And that has made my adoration hour so much more fruitful. Um, and he definitely speaks to you. Wow, that's beautiful. I, I think you're right on. Those moments of silence where the world kind of quiets down for a time are transformative. Um, this summer, I spent a lot of time doing um, summer camps for middle school and high school kids. And, and we had moments of powerful adoration, some with praise and worship, but then also uh, just moments where... Uh, young people had an opportunity to be with Jesus, to look at him face to face. And I think it's powerful for, for us to realize that he wants to spend that time with us. And we don't have to fill it with noise. 
Uh, because if we don't, if we choose to, to give him a chunk of our, our time of adoration and allow him to speak, it continues to make our hearts soft again. So Charlene, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, thank you, Charlene. And, you know, I hear again in Charlene's, uh, her depiction of what's going on and as she enters into specifically um, those 15 minutes of, of silent, like not doing anything but just sitting and expectation. It seems like, again, there's the there's the role that we have of expecting to hear from God, of, uh, you know, knowing that the Lord wants to reach out to us in love. So, Charlene, thank you. Thank you for the call and thank you for the tip. I'm grateful that you called in. And if there are other people who'd like to call in, how do you hear God's voice in your life? Call in and share it with the, the everyone listening, as well as with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood. Are there moments when you've heard him speak to you in particular ways? What was the setting of that, and how did you respond? 888-914-9149 is our phone number, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father, you'd mentioned uh, practically maybe going into Mass, or perhaps, as Charlene said, going into an, an hour of adoration, um, that uh, maybe come up with one or two things that you're grateful for. And that just uh, lit a spark in my head as I'm thinking about, uh, yeah, gratitude seems to be a, uh, it's like opening the door wide for God to come in. It seems like when we when we foster a, a sense, a spirit of gratitude to God for his goodness to us, he seems to take advantage of that. Would you agree? Yeah, gratitude, it knocks down a lot of our barriers that right. keep us from God, right? It's hard to be prideful if we're grateful. It's hard to be anger, angry if we're grateful. And, and sometimes we can hold multiple emotions at once. Um, but I think intentionally choosing gratitude allows to us to transform these moments of encounter from just trying to push through a particular moment and instead entering into like an eternal dialogue with, with somebody who gave us something. Um, but I think, too, for some, uh, thinking of, of Charlene's call, uh, we might say that going into silence or going into these moments with the Lord, there can be an awkwardness yeah. or even a frustration okay. yep. um, with the fact that, well, but I sat for 15 minutes and, and I, didn't, I didn't feel anything. He didn't give me any particular um, marching orders. I just sat there. What's the point? And I would say sometimes um, the Lord is speaking in the silence in a way that um, isn't sort of moving forward, but instead restorative and healing. Mm -hmm. And I think for, for us, especially in a noisy world, there's a positive in the silence alone. Sometimes he knows, hey, you, you can't handle more right now. You yeah, got a lot point. on your plate. Right. Um, let's just kind of sink into this moment of rest together. And, right. and so I think uh, gratitude puts us in a place to, to sort of receive that and, and trust that he is moving. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I'm drawn back to the analogy of married life is that, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, you just want to sit and be with your spouse and it, you don't have to be talking, right? In fact, that's that's what is oftentimes told anecdotally anyway of, of couples who have, have enjoyed a good, long and strong marriage is that there is there are times when they just enjoy being in one another's company. Um, so recognizing that there is a presence there, but they don't have to be communicating one to another. So uh, very good and good good thoughts and good advice from our spiritual director, Father Rob Bobby Blood, Robert Blood, as we are talking about listening to God's voice here on The Inner Life. And if there are ways that you hear God's voice, if there are ways that you have uh, you've cultivated that you this is a good setting in which to hear God's voice, give us a call. Encourage and inspire one another, 888-914-9149. Let's go now to Brian, who's calling in from Lake Elsinore, California. Brian, welcome to the program. 
Hi, thank you. Uh, you know, I've met people who claim to hear God's voice, like in English, few and far between. I'm not so lucky, but the main way I experience God's voice is kind of in hindsight, looking back on my life and looking at, you know, what's happened and unfolded and being able to kind of put the puzzle pieces together to understand, oh, so that's what God was doing. That's kind of the main way I've experienced it or seen his hand on my life and, you know, how he communicates to me anyway. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, Brian, would you say in that experience when you sort of put the puzzle piece together, when you realize, oh, God was moving in this particular way or sharing this particular message, um, how does that change when you sort of move forward or look forward? You know, I try and keep, you know, keep it in focus to try and maintain, you know, motivation, especially when my crosses get heavier, you know, when the storm of life kicks up. But sadly, it's not always so easy. But I try and, you know, say, hey, you know, God's clearly helped in the past. But why on earth won't you trust that, you know, his hand will continue to be there in the future? But that's the struggle anyway. You know, Satan whispering in your ear, or at least internally that, yeah, you know, God's not going to come to you this time, so to speak. <laughs> You're screwed now. Yeah. yeah, it's good to, to even maybe to take notes when we do have these experiences of God, even in hindsight, to realize like, oh, he he did move, he did you know act in my behalf, he did teach me something. To even like write in a journal or put on a post-it and stick it to your mirror, this reminder that oh, he has been speaking, even if in my particular experience right now he feels far. Say, but he has been faithful, and and I want to assume that's going to continue to be true. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a legitimate point that Brian is bringing up too, Father. That uh, yeah, looking over, you know, whether that's a, a daily examine or something like that that we're doing on a daily basis, or whether it's uh, even I think it's nice on retreat or something like to take stock of the last year or maybe even longer, maybe the last ten years or the last my whole life that how God has been with me and provided for me and led me and that sort of thing. It can remind me that yeah, God's active in my life even now, or at least can it can lead me to that yeah. And sometimes it it can be mind-blowing to realize how far we've come in the spiritual life because right, yeah. we're in a perpetual state of, well, I wish I could do more. I wish I could be better. And and I think sometimes that's good because it drives us forward. But other times it can be blinding to realize, like, no, he's actually brought me pretty far. Yeah. I think if I, I just celebrated my fourth anniversary a couple weeks ago, like four years of priesthood, a lot has happened in four years. So even just to take a pause and say, yeah, I got a lot of work to do and, and that can feel daunting. But, man, he's actually shown up big time for me and for his people. Mm, very good. Brian, thanks for the call. Let's go now to Susan calling in from Phoenix. Susan, welcome to the program. Thank you. Hi. Um, the experience I had is being someone who's not very contemplative, doesn't give God enough time to really speak to me personally, came basically in the middle of the night. Um, I was in a bad situation at that time, and I woke up about 3 in the morning, and I had just heard an adult male kind of stern, but, but kind, say my name really loud, like Susan. And it was interesting because I felt like I knew at that very moment that was God and that I knew what to do. And I acted on it as soon as I could, but it was just arresting. I'll never forget hearing my name spoken that way. Wow, that that makes me think of um, Samuel. Yeah, right. right. Calls about Samuel and Samuel. Here, and finally, you know, here I am, Lord. I've come to do Your will. Yeah, so it's, it's beautiful that you you responded <laughs> immediately to that call. Thank you. Yeah, thank, yeah. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, thank you for the story, Susan. And that's uh, it's you know occasionally, and I, I I'm guessing that if we spent uh, any number of years in the Catholic faith, we've heard of people like Susan who have said that that uh, yeah, 
I I heard this voice. But again, Father, that may not be exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about uh, a show like today and listening for God's voice. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it, it's it's hopeful in the sense of he's coming to different people in different ways and, and realizing that he's consistently faithful and and what a gift it is that we have to to take one step deeper into that intimacy. Mm-hmm. Listening for God's voice is our topic on the inner life today with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood, spiritual director and vice principal at St. Edward High School in Elgin, Illinois. If you have a way that God has specifically spoken to you or if you have a setting in which God has uh, continuously or, or uh, consecutively has been faithful in reaching out to you, whether that's, as Susan said, in an audible way or maybe it's uh, more of a nudge of the heart. Give us a call and encourage and inspire another. Give us new ideas on what to try to hear the voice of the Lord. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. We're going to take another short break, but we'll be back with more of The Inner Life right after this. You can support Relevant Radio in many ways. Joining a giving society, donating a vehicle you don't need anymore, and now donating a piece of land or other real estate. Donate now at RelevantRadio.com slash property. Listening to the music and listening for the voice of God. That's what we're talking today about today here on The Inner Life. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, to Thomas Engesser, who is taking your phone calls, and to our spiritual director for the hour, Father Bobby Blood, priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois. Again, where do you hear God's voice? How has God spoken to you? And it might not be, as Father reminded us at the top of the show, it might not be specifically, I want you to do this. But maybe it's something just a little more, just building intimacy between you and the Lord. We'd love to hear from you in any case, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. All right, let's uh, let's go back to the phones now. We've got Mary who's calling in from Pennsylvania. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, yes, I um, some years ago, uh, my husband left me, and uh, I was very, very angry. And I was, I had learned uh, more and more about certain deceits and, and things that he had done. So I was sitting at the stove one night fixing dinner and thinking about how I could get revenge on him. And a voice just came from somewhere in my head and said, uh, leave him to me. And that was all, leave him to me. And I thought, oh, that's true. There's nothing I can do anyway. So I, from that moment on, I had more peace. I stopped trying to get revenge on him, stopped with all of that. And then, but I didn't forgive him. And then years later, I was standing in church waiting for Mass to begin, and again, I wasn't thinking anything, and this, this same voice said, you have to forgive him. And I said, no, 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 he didn't ask for forgiveness. He never admitted wrong. I don't have to forgive him. Yes, you have to forgive him. Mm. So I realized I had to, and I did, and of course, I did have a lot more peace after that. And I've been able to talk to other people who tell me stories of their, you know, cruel husbands, and I'll just tell them that, and you know, I feel like maybe that helps him a little bit. No matter what, we can't say, oh, no, because he did this or didn't ask for forgiveness. It just, that was that was what I learned from that voice, from God's voice, I believe, that it doesn't matter. You still have to forgive. Wow. And it's beautiful that the Lord sort of showed up even in a moment where we're not directly heading to prayer, but instead just uh, being in our emotions, right? Being in a moment of frustration yeah. or anger. And, and, and from that place, right, the Lord responded. I think that's a good reminder for all of us that, 
Um, our prayer doesn't have to look a particular way. Sometimes even our prayer is is naming our anger, naming our sadness, and then allowing the Lord that space. And sometimes he takes that space. So I, thank you for sharing yeah. with us, Mary. Yeah, thank you, Mary, for that. Appreciate that. Let's go now to Barbara calling in from Henderson, Nevada. Barbara, good morning. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I have two instances. The first was I was a senior. I went to Catholic school all my life, and Father was, we were in religion class. And all of a sudden, he just looked up and looked across the classroom, and he said, I've experienced this before in different classes. And I was feeling a, a feeling of just pure joy. I can't hardly explain it. And he said, the presence of God right now, We are. I could, there are a few of you in the classroom who are feeling it right now. And later in my life, I was my late 20s, and I went into church. I had been in a situation, and I was feeling very unworthy and like I shouldn't even be there. And I went and sat in the very back row of the church. And while I was on my knees, I audibly heard a voice that said from the tabernacle area, come closer. And I went up and I knelt before the Lord there and changed me. So those are my two times that I was sitting in the silence and then with a group and both times felt the Lord's presence. Wow. That's, it's powerful to, to recognize that, um, he, he's showing up both, again, individually and then in these communities. I think, too, there's there's a confidence in following the fruit. Realize, oh, I felt this sense of peace. Like, okay, then I can like say that's a good fruit. That's the Lord. I'm going to follow that. Um, there's a, a fruit in, in coming close to the tabernacle. Okay, I've heard the, the voice of God and a confidence there. So thank you, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, Barbara. I appreciate the call and the two testimonies. That's great. The Lord is still speaking. Certainly he is. And our callers are giving testimony to that. Let's go now to Yolanda calling in from California. Good morning, Yolanda. Thank you for calling to the inner life. Thank you. Good morning to you. Um, I'll try to be brief too. Uh, Nine years ago, I lost my daughter, uh, my adult daughter to suicide. She suffered from depression from early childhood and did everything to fight it. Long story short, she finally, you know, hurt herself. And I was completely devastated. I prayed all day, every day, every day. I was in adoration all day till the doors closed, till they kicked me out. One day I was laying on my bed during the day and um, I cried to God. I was desperate. I was kind of, I don't want to say mad, but I want to know where she's at. I've always known where she's at. What did you do with her? Where is she? And um, very loud and clear, I heard the words, I have her. She's with me. Clear, just boom, done. And I was just like, I just started crying from just pure joy. Now, until, up until I just heard some of your other callers, I wasn't sure if it was just me wanting to hear the words or was it really God, but they just confirmed for me. It was the Lord telling me, I have your daughter. She's with me. Uh, well, um, I'm sorry for the loss of your daughter, and um, uh, praise God that um, he brought uh, some semblance of consolation in the midst of that loss, and and, and um, beautiful that he's con- continuing to affirm his voice in your life, and, and we rejoice that um, he's taking care of your heart and, and, and your daughter. Mm-hmm. Well, Yolanda, you have my sympathies as well, but uh, grateful that the that the Lord is there with you clearly and that you are always uh, seeking to hear his voice. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. So thank you for the call. Thank you for the story, Yolanda. 
Appreciate that. And I think maybe this is a is a good time to revisit because our callers are giving great testimonies to hearing the voice of God in their lives with some very specific messages. And uh, I, I'll be honest, in, in my, uh, I don't know, yeah, I've lost track of 40-some, maybe even 50-some years of following after the Lord, you know, maybe a handful of times I, I received a message that I thought was very specific, very on point, and specifically I mean, from the Lord for me. But it's only been a handful of times. But that doesn't mean that in these times in between that there's, you know, that the Lord isn't speaking. I think that's one of the things we want to emphasize, right, Father? Yeah, I, th- I think it's important for us to recognize that he's going to come in different ways at different times. And and although we can find a confidence in those those handful of times where we hear the voice so clearly in our heart, um, it doesn't mean that he's um, sort of dangling at a carrot in faith. You know, if, if you check enough boxes, then I'm going to be clear with you. Um, right. I think even in those moments of, of silent conversion or those moments of a small invitation through our experiences— are just as much the power of God. And, and so I, I just name again, you know, if, if there's fruit, rejoice in it and follow it. Yeah. And so um, if, if that your experience is um, not so palpable or so clear, that doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It doesn't mean that the Lord loves you less. It doesn't mean that there's something broken. Um, it just means that um, maybe you receive in a different way yeah. or, or maybe the Lord has a, a different sort of plan for you in these particular moments. And maybe, Father, another good thing to bring up at this point, since we're listening for the voice of God, because we can, as Yolanda expressed this too, is that I, I wasn't sure whether this was the voice of God or not. But the church has uh, has many resources to help us discern that as well. I'm thinking like Ignatian discernment of spirits and things like this. Do you want to just make mention of that, of, of how do we filter out these different senses or voices that we might be hearing or sensing within ourselves? Is this really the voice of the Lord? Yeah, I think one of the most important principles is um, we don't make a change when we're in desolation. And so sometimes it can feel like uh, if I'm if I'm really kind of uh, having a hard go, this is the, the moment where God is asking me to make a move. And I would say oftentimes that's not the case. Um, he, he wants us to move out of a place of freedom and peace. And so I would say um, seek the, the, the peace. Um, and, and sometimes that's small things. So I would say in discernment, um, start small and just sort of follow the the little promptings and and also um, we're a communal church right we're not, we're not just individuals kind of alone uh, with the Lord we're, we're together and so if we feel the Lord is calling us to something check in with those who know you check in with your spouse check in with a good friend um, check in with right the magisterial teachers of the church if, if I feel like God's asking me to do something that disagrees with 2,000 years of history of the church, well, it's probably not the Lord. So right. sort of hit, hit those checks and balances as often as we can. Yeah, okay. Well, and and that's, uh, it's, it's a it's a good thing that we have those checks and balances, I guess. But I'm also I'm also reflecting once again on our sacramental liturgical participation too. That that that's a good guide as well, and uh, and I, it just kind of bowls me over as we're thinking about and talking about all through the hour today that we're talking about listening for the voice of God, which all these things are set up particularly, and that was the Lord's plan all along was for relationship, right? I mean, so just to kind of come back to where we began that. That God's voice is something that He is trying to build, uh, use to build a relationship with us. You think of even the the apostles being sent out two by two, right after right, yeah, um, the the ascension, realizing that um, they went out to these towns and um, 
these random folks are coming into my town and telling me that I'm supposed to change the way of my life. That's, mm-hmm. that's absurd. Well, no, but these are missionaries sent by the living God. Okay. All right. Then I'm going to listen to that. And it is, it's interesting. If you just look back in a day and just even ask the question, where has God tried to communicate with me today? Um, mm. Oftentimes we, we go maybe call back to our, our caller who, who talked about having hindsight to realize that he is throughout our entire day trying to make little connections. Maybe it's somebody smiled, smiled at me in the supermarket on a hard day. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a cute question my child asked me, you know, before bed. I was like, ah, even in those little things, God is is active, right? He's the eternal act of knowing and loving. And so even if we don't totally engage every day or to the degree that we would want to, he still is. Yeah. And hopefully in this conversation, too, he is actively speaking to those listening as well. I know he has been through to me throughout the show, some great ideas of uh, how to deepen my own listening to God's voice. And Father, just in uh, the last couple of minutes here before we ask for your blessing, I wanted to go back to specifically that, I think. I mean, Mary, when she called in, she was t- sharing her experiences about uh, that she's had with her husband with others who are experiencing some marital difficulties. And I guess my question is, how can we help others to hear God's voice? How can we be that vehicle to give that smile like you were just talking about? Yeah, I, th- I think if we feel the prompting or the invitation of the Lord, just do it. And especially if we're a little bit scared, oftentimes that's where I, I see most probably that God is actually asking me to do something, is if I feel just a little bit uncomfortable with it. Not that I'm anti, but it's hard, right? I, I think if there's a one of the missionaries I, I worked with this summer at one of the camps, and, and I just felt the Lord say, like, you need to affirm this very particular thing. Well, Lord, I don't, I don't want to, you know? That's awkward. Mm-hmm. Um but I, but I kind of stepped out in faith, and, and that's exactly what they'd been praying about that morning. And so we don't realize the depth of um, the generosity of God and also how he's able to hold all of us in his hand at once. Yeah. And so I would say just step out in faith and, and have confidence that if you've experienced the good, if you've experienced a fruit or a clarity with the Lord, um, that that could be helpful to, to, to our neighbor. Even if, if it seems kind of crazy, well, I don't need to share that. Well, if the Lord is making the, the prompting, I'd say just run. Because if we sow some seeds, the Lord is going to make it grow. Oh, man. May it be so in our time and in our places today. We have been talking about hearing the voice of God and uh, listening for it, listening to it, responding well to it here on uh, the show today with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood, who has been very generous in his time, but also in giving of advice and how we can better hear the voice of God in our lives. Father, we're going to need blessings as we uh, seek to do just that with the rest of our days, weeks, months, and years. So if we could have a blessing from you, please. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Father, we ask you a blessing upon your sons and daughters that they might hear you, they might know you, they might love you. We Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Bobby Blood, again, has been our spiritual director. As always, if you missed any part of the show or would like to share it with others, you can do that over at our show page, which is relevantradio.com slash inner life. Coming up next is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Good thing to stay tuned for. Our celebrant today is Father Matt's seminar. Tomorrow here on the program, we're going to be talking about the love of the Father. How can we draw close to the love of the Father with our spiritual director, Father Craig DeYoung. Thank you so much for joining in in the inner life. Thank you for following us and liking us on social media as well. Until next time, grace and peace.